Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Screen Talk and UR's weekly movie podcast. I'm Eric Cohn. Joined as always by Ann Thompson, and we have so much to discuss. It's been a busy week for award season, among other things. Now, I have to tell you, Ann, it's it's usually the time of year where we both can kind of share our experiences running around a certain environment, but we had very specifically different experiences this time because you went to the Spirit Awards, where I tend to run around as well, but I missed you, Eric. I was at home. I I watched it on TV, but I I was getting feedback from you and caught you in a few shots. So I I felt a little bit like I was there, but no, but, but tell me about it because uh, I'm curious about what it was like on the inside since, um, since I was stuck with the 2d version. (laughs) Yeah. In a way, I mean, I think everybody was having the same experience. It had that giddy energy that, you know, we all had maybe at the, beginning of the first uh (laughs) the the time that we thought the pandemic was over the first time and we were all vaccinated and we were running around and and seeing people and going inside and everything so there was the outdoor section where everybody was was just greeting all there a lot of hugging a lot of hugging and and real real bono me you know people seeing their friends and then there was the energy of all the um nominees you know taika ytt running around with reservation dogs and and uh, you know which won an award and and you know barry jenkins and lulu wong lulu wong was basically exhausted from shooting this series that she's been doing in hong right. kong with Nicole but she's, she's back and then um and but she's got to go back again and then uh, i think there's a there's a, a pandemic breakout in hong kong so she can't she can't be there right now Uh-oh. um but you know it's like that and then yeah i was at the ifc table with ariana Bob and some of their nominees. And yeah, I then, spotted the camera go by you at one yes, point. Yes, so, so the camera would come like right you were tweeting. and look, look <laughs> at the people, you know, that were nominated. Uh, they had to really be on their game there. And then next door was the neon table with Pablo Lorraine and and uh, and uh, Rasmussen, the director of Flea. And, you know, it was, it was uh, a, a, you know, um, um, everything was going a mile a minute. And, and I really, um, it was fun and it was just like old times but but you know you do have to go through the the process of presenting and getting dressed and figuring out your outfit i mean i'm not used to this i'm i'm i've been a slug in in a rug you know i've, well, I've not I think not been going out so this is a new time everybody's going through that but the spirit awards are always a bit rugged in any way i mean they're on the beach they're in a tent it's not the oscars it's not black tie it's a lunch i heard the lunch was not much of a lunch so, you know, it's an indie vibe all around. But watching it at home, I have to tell you, I mean, usually what I would do when I went to the spirits and hopefully I can do this again is I would hang out outside, go inside, watch a bit of the opening and then kind of drift around and find these different tables. In well, this there's a case, lot of re- table hopping. Between yeah. Oh, yeah. Breaks. Especially, you know, it does drag. But watching it as a show on IFC TV, I was watching on AMC Plus. Um, 
not great. <laughs> I have to say, as much as I do appreciate Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, I don't know what, what the issue is with the hosts here, but it feels like there's an element of trying to make fun of the thing that you're supposed to be celebrating, and it just doesn't translate. I just, I, I, I really The best felt bit like was, was with Sarah Silverman. I was wishing it very was beginning. her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, who knows if anybody's really getting paid for these things or, or what well, else? Bring back John Waters, you know, I mean, I, that's, that's let what him I want. all by you know? himself. Yeah. I mean, that's, but, that was the issue is that it just as a ward show overall, I didn't really feel like it connected, but it was good when certain things happened. Certainly Reservation Dogs getting some visibility. That's a great show. That's sort of a sleeper hit on FX. But also, as, as we discussed before, I mean, moving to this date ahead of the Oscars, we were wondering what kind of impact could it have? So it sounded like I was texting you while this was happening. It sounded like Coda was big in the room. The love it was for real Coda warmth, was real warmth. All right. So I had been going around. Um, well, let's finish. Let's finish with with the spirits. So for so so basically, as predicted, Maggie Gyllenhaal ended up with with three awards. So Lost Daughter proceeds forward with energy to take the adapted screenplay Oscar. I mean, that's basically where that's heading. And that's and a seed far, they planted early. I mean, it won Venice for that award. It won it was the a screenplay. Gotham so Death she's Zone. good to go. She's good to go. You know, it's probably not Olivia Coleman, but it probably is just that's the one. And then the other and, and then and so and that's going forward. She's not up for the WGA. So that's going to go to Sean Hedder for coda so everybody that's taking that sag win and trying to make a big case for coda being the 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 best picture uh candidate to unseat power of the dog it's i've been doing my research and there is incredible warmth in the room for coda that's not to be denied people come up to me they tell me how much they like it um and and you can't you know you don't want to argue with that you want to listen to that and up in santa barbara too they were i hosted the writers panel and and there was warmth in the room there and header was a star she was fantastic she's funny and and witty and incredible what she did with with writing a script that was going to be performed by deaf people was and learning ASL and everything that she did making jokes for deaf people that's an extraordinary thing so Troy Kotzer is going to win the Oscar and that is going to be the big the big win for CODA Um, and I'm sure that will happen and you know its biggest supporters it's sort of like three billboards its biggest supporters are writers and actors but the, the difference between that and three billboards is there, there were definitely people who hated that movie and Coda inspires. So, I mean, look, let, why don't we talk about the Academy luncheon you went to? I mean, it seemed okay. like all, so I went, I went, I went, I went to the Academy over. lunch on Monday. Oh, by the way, the other thing I did at the um, over the weekend was the tribute to Tristan Stewart. So that was a lot of fun. And we I'm sure went you and Kristen whole, had a good time. On we the really did. Together. We went through the whole career, the the Pattinson of it all, the Twilight, the fandom, the the coming out, you know, in front of the world. Uh, you know, we covered a lot of ground. And and I just have a lot of uh, re- I have a lot of respect for her. I just think she's one of those actresses. And it made sense to me that Charlize Theron um, was the one to present to her because because she they're 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 kind of similar. They're tough women with. Um, who are able to be to inhabit their own skin and be themselves inside the star universe. Well, um, yeah, they, they 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 come across as very candid when they're speaking about that's what right. They're doing. They have that ability, even yeah. though they're very careful, <laughs> too. You know, well, you they learn have that ability. Doing, right? 
Yeah, no, they've learned. They're pros. But but anyway, so she's still in the running, you know, for for the best actress race, which is still quite open. Although it, you know, Jessica Chastain got a big bump out of uh, out of the SAG Awards. So I've been doing my math. I've been looking at you know, what's going to happen at the BAFTAs, what's going to happen at the PGA, what's going to happen at the DGA and the WGA. So we, we did the WGA. PGA, CODA isn't going to win that. It, it, if it did, it would be remarkable because it just doesn't have all the crafts and the scale. And, and you know, so you look at the things that didn't win uh, the PGA, right? And, and you know, it, it's, it's a question, you know, Parasite didn't, didn't win. Um, you know, 1917 won uh, yeah. that year. Yeah. So, so you have you have things. You have a, a question of of when it's a smaller movie and when in there like Nomadland won the PGA and the Oscar, and it was because it was the consensus choice. So, so the power of the dog is the consensus choice, and it is the one that has scale and scope and crafts and d- directing and everything behind it. I, I love the power dog a lot more than Coda. I think also the thing about Coda though is that it it does feel more like a consensus movie, just in terms of how many people are responsive to it. It's a more familiar kind of set of emotional beats and stakes, and it makes people cry. Whereas Power of the Dog is, let's say, headier, which is totally my my style, obviously. And I I like to assume that everyone. Yeah, there feels are like people it, who but... don't like Power of the Dog, and there are mainstream. Like I've I've done some interviews now, a few um, for the uh, anonymous ballots that we do um, sure. a little later on. And um, not everybody loves Power of the Dog, uh, but the but the alternative to it is not always Coda. The alternative to it is sometimes Dune. That's the steak oh, that eater would be vote. Crazy upste- up, up, that's upste- the steak eater vote. That that's sure the one that, that could uh, win the PGA over the, co- over the Will Coda. Packer contingency that wants everyone talking about the Oscars on a mainstream scale. No, it's going to get spread energy. out this year. That's the question. Is it going to stay monolithic? Power of the Dog, Best Picture, or is it going to get split up? I mean, the DGA will be Power of the Dog. The BAFTAs will be Power of the Dog. The Critics' Choice will be Power of the Dog. I don't see anything but, else. Because Let's here's the thing. Back. I looked at Coda again. I wanted to look at it again because when I saw Nomadland last year, I loved it so much and cried my eyes out. It hit me very deeply. Coda is emotional and it's very good and I like it, but it's it's not, Eric, it surprises me that you're such a fan. It's not, it's a, it's a conventional straight on to, narrative. I'm trying to look at the, the noise that this movie is making it's am I such a fan I don't know it's not my kind of movie per se I mean from a representational standpoint sure all the performances are strong it works but it is interesting to me just how ubiquitous it seems to have become just in the last few weeks it's and that ubiquity up, must be worth something there's warmth and all right there's several other things going on anti-netflix bias so there are there people feeding this. They're feeding us. They want no something else to we've take, both, oh, we've take both it away. Heard that. We've heard it's people directly. Yep. I'm out and about. I'm talking to lots and lots of people. And Netflix is the dominant gorilla that eats up everybody else's lunch. You know, it, it's hard to fight against them in the in the marketplace. Then then you have um, and then you have. Um, Dune, which is the crafty one, and then you have, and, and and some people are trying to make a case for West Side Story, which I'm not really buying. In another and year, perhaps. King Richard, I still think won the editing award this weekend. 
by the way, which is not insignificant. And this is the other argument against CODA. You know me, I'm not the one who always cites the stats. But the thing about um, CODA is that in 33 consecutive years, there has always been a nomination for editing for the Best Picture winner. And it is, it is in recent memory, it has only happened once that a movie has won Best Picture without an editing nomination, and that was Birdman. Why did Birdman not have an editing nomination? Because they thought it was a one-take movie. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, but I mean, I think the other, thing, the other thing with Coda that's, that's kind of fascinating is that this was a movie that was had to be reintroduced. It didn't have even an in-person uh, premiere at Sundance. It was a virtual premiere at Sundance over a year ago. And then, you know, I remember when I was moderating a Q&A in New York for, for Academy members, it was a big deal because they were finally getting to have that big moment months later. So on some level, it's almost like people are probably just catching up with CODA. Uh, that is the other thing it has going more. for it, which is the yeah. what you call the recency uh, bias. A lot of yep. people saw King Richard a while ago. Now, Will Smith is working, working his magic. Definitely feel like Belfast has had its moment and has peaked too soon. Um, and West Side Story also. I'm feeling the love. I'm really feeling the love for uh, King Richard and, and Coda. Those are the two. So, we will okay. see. So that, at the at the lunch, all right. So you know the lunch, right? Let's talk about the lunch. And everybody goes up and gets the together. picture taken, and everybody's everybody knows that they're being measured, so they're all cheering and everything. Um, but Anjanou Ellis and Bill Smith, they got big applause, really big applause from their fellow nominees. So mostly, right? Who else is there? I mean, give us a sense. It's of it's so you have a bunch of tables with a smattering of people from who uh, a smattering of nominees, maybe one press person, and um, a governor and, um, you know, somebody from the Academy. Uh, so it's all I had Eric Roth, the the writer of Dune, I had uh, your buddy Paolo Sorrentino, Hand of God, and I had the producer of West Side Story, and I had uh, the uh, some women who were involved in the making of Ascension, um, mm -hmm. the documentary, and uh, and then next to me was. Um, Guillermo del Toro and Kim Morgan and Bradley Cooper came over to say hello. And at the other table was Bob Chapek. I met him, the oh head of Great of time Disney. for that guy to be out in the in the mix after not making it. Talk about a game. fish out of water, man. Oh my you God. Know? And I asked him. I we said, should, we should, what we're that? talking about is that don't say gay, Bill. And why Why didn't Disney didn't do that? I and asked him. The leaked thing where he said it's. This just divides people, which is BS, because when you make a stand as a corporation, you can make a difference. So please go on. No, he's he's I totally get it. No, I asked him about I talked to him very briefly. I asked him. It was like I went over to him. I said, you're Bob Chapek, huh? Because <laughs> you know? I was I was like looking at his face. I was like, who is that guy? I know that guy. And then I saw his name tag and I said, OK, that's who that people is. are saying. He looks like Hank from Breaking Bad. You know, he, he's I will understand. say that in person he has that how do you how do I describe that he has that kind of physical authority and power hmm. he, he's Wait. one of those guys that sounds yeah. terrifying no he is he's a little <laughs> scary um but he handled my question well I asked him what when are you going to put Pixar movies back in theaters mm -hmm. and you he know? said 
Yeah, he said when not. the grown-ups start taking their kids back Which to the Which is a good theaters. way of saying we're probably not going to do that. No, no, no. That's what he said. I believed him. I actually think they're waiting for those people to go back. And they haven't gone back yet. Well, how do they go back? And this is a fascinating question. I'm sure people at that luncheon were struggling with. I mean, there was this whole narrative around Nightmare Alley that even resulted in Martin Scorsese writing an op-ed about how more people should appreciate the movie after it didn't succeed. But that was that's an, a movie for an older audience. I mean, I, I, I'm sure a lot of it. West Side Story was not successful theatrically. What, what is Spielberg? Even King about? Richard wasn't successful theatrically. And you right. and I both saw that in a theater at Telluride. And we knew we know that it would have been if it had been yeah. under yeah. normal circumstances. Well, a couple a couple of weeks ago, I think we talked about this. I just I blinked the box office that weekend when Dog opened and Uncharted and and they did business and they were not, um, you know, Dog is an original movie, you know, and it and it built and it did well. It had legs. And then the Batman went out and did well, which everyone expected. I mean, after right. Spider Man, but not this is this is the, what we need the grown ups to go back. Right. So the grown ups are the ones that are 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 starting to feel safer again. But the other argument that's been put to me is that the scary thing is that the, the grownups were a dependable movie going audience that during the pandemic felt started to feel more comfortable with the streaming world. No, no, it'll never be all that. the way back. It won't, yeah, except for big events. World. Yeah, big yeah. events. I mean, so, to me, that's just required. That's an opportunity for, you know, art houses for more innovation in the distribution world, but not for large scale releases of, you know, adult dramas. I mean, that's just a but Pixar movies. I mean, I don't. You bring your kids to a Pixar movie in a theater, don't no, you? That needs to be in theaters. And I don't think, um, you know what they're going to do, Eric? You know, finally, they're going to do what makes them the most money. And so in the short term, Shocker. they're pushing up Disney Plus. But in the long term, box office is going to make them more money. It is. It's an interesting question, that's for sure, in terms of what all of that what all of that means. So so in terms of the, the rest okay, of the so, lunch. Yeah, so the rest of the lunch, definitely there were positive Coda vibes and King Richard vibes and Summer of Soul. Oh, my God. You know, if you think about it, Amir Questlove Thompson is somebody who's in everybody's living room every, every night yeah. at The Roots. I've you know, been he's, to he's a beloved figure. Of, the, of, of that, of the late night show. And it's amazing because he's like, he just shows up and starts jamming as the audience is sitting there. Just the fact that he does that every night and then he went and made Summer of Soul and also goes out and DJ. He's DJed parties. I know. He does yeah, party. He did one at Sundance. You know, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. I don't know how he pulls it all together, but the movie's great. So it's interesting that it's so popular. I guess that's not great news for Flea. And it's well, guys. I had thought that Flea would be the serious uh, play for the Academy, for the broader Academy, uh, but they don't go serious. The broader Academy goes with with what they love and and uh, in the doc category i mean you know um they go with octopus teacher remember well, in summer of soul is a better movie than octopus teacher and it's it is serious in its way but it's it's entertaining because the music is so oh, great. no 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 i'm not saying it's not serious yeah. but it's but it's uplifting and and fun in a way that uh, i would say flea is is terribly serious and couldn't be more timely flea. So I think it's a close race. But I thought I thought the international side of the Oscars were going to go for flea. But if you do the math, again, it's a question of who did see all the documentaries. It's not the whole Academy. But if you do the math, there's more love on the American side and more voters on the American side than, than international.
I mean, this is one where I, I hate that the Oscars make you not root for a good movie if you want another one to win. But I, I I've been a huge fan of since Sundance of the last year. I mean, it's just so remarkable. And, and it I got all three nominations. Like it could lose all three. The only one it has That's a chance sort of the, to win is documentary. Right. And at this point, what you're saying is that it would be a sort of a, a slight upset in a way that some of sort of so. I guess we'll see how that plays out. And then on the international side, it seems like Drive My Car is still totally in. Going well, even though Hamaguchi didn't get he could, he wasn't making the rounds, right? He's so the two people who couldn't make the rounds were Campion and Hamaguchi. I mean, K Kidman wasn't there. She's shooting something. Uh, Plemons and Dunst are shooting something. Um, the the Brits, Olivia Coleman and Jesse Buckley weren't weren't you know, they're going to go to the BAFTAs. Um, Anthony Hopkins is going to be presenting at the Oscars, which I think is great. About time. Way. It sort of makes up for last year, but I don't know. That was weird. So Yeah, so Campion got COVID going through London and had to quarantine because they did they did require a positive, excuse me, a negative PCR test uh, to go to the uh, Academy lunch. So in terms of uh, the, the no-shows, I mean, Campion being a front runner for best director, I suppose it's, you know, you need her out there right now. So is that not great? She's for doing a lot or? of things virtually. And, and, and if you look at your emails, which, you know, are flooded with, Too with stuff, of. you know, and they're, they're, they're getting her out there. And she had a, when she was supposed to be on the writer's panel and she sent a, a video and she did the same thing for the director's panel in Santa Barbara. So they're voters up there in Santa Barbara. That's why they care. So it's all, it's all, you know, they're working her. They're not letting her sit in her room and have fun. <laughs> right, right. So but then, it was fun to see Cumberbatch, you know, and he was hanging out with PTA and Adam Andrew Garfield and Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was fun to see Miranda taking his father around, introducing him to Guillermo del Toro. Uh, you know, there was a lot of that going on. It was and, and yeah. Will Smith told me that he that he loves glad handing and That's that he it was really hard for him during the pandemic to be locked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, an Oscar nominated role could not come along at a better time for a guy like that and you know his campaign has been fascinating because he also had that book come out which ended up being a de facto engine and the, the other thing is the the fresh prince uh series that thing yeah i feel like people were talking more about him in a way than the series itself which is a fascinating sort of like synergy i suppose but uh yeah so in, in terms of what happens now the voting's still ongoing there's a few more shows to come well the uh, voting starts on the 15th and yes, goes I'm until sorry. the 22nd and the 15th, which is we're recording on a Wednesday right now. But uh, so next week is going to be a very different kind of vibe than what we're in right now. So no, no, it's it's that? high. It's high season. It's high season. What what what's going to. So this coming weekend. So last night was the um, VES Awards, which Dune won. Yep. Um, it is significant that King Richard won the Eddies. I'm, I'm just saying. And Tick, Tick, Boom was the other one, the comedy one. Um, and I'm feeling a lot of love for Lin-Manuel. I think that Encanto is now the leader for uh, animation and for song. Now, that Which could still right go to Billie Eilish. It could go he to Billie Eilish. But he, that soundtrack, that, those, there's like four singles from Encanto on the Billboard charts at the top mm -hmm. of the charts. It's not, un it's really unusual for there to be so much love around one animated movie at this moment in time. And of course, and for him, another situation where it's like, yeah, the guy is super charismatic and out there, 
So it's, you know, people may not even remember that song as much as the We Don't Talk About Bruno song. But which isn't nominated. Right. They didn't right. even submit it. So, yeah, that's kind of fascinating. Well, I, I can tell you this as ballots begin to, to come in. I'm going to be in a very different headspace because I'll be at South by Southwest, which is super exciting for me, even if it's weird that this usually it happens after the Oscars and maybe you even get some winners or, 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 or recent nominees who show up there with other projects. But it's like this strange sort of thing where it's like a totally different universe uh, with award season not really being a part of the equation because there's a bunch of new movies. There's a bunch there's a technology conference and music stuff. Uh, there's TV stuff premiering. And for a lot of people in the U.S., it's going to be the first big event like this to gather. So I'm going to be in a very different headspace next week. You're going to have fun. You're going to be I'm like a so pig excited. and shit, Eric. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, the thing is, I was going over my schedule and I was like, OK, here's five things happening at the exact same time. How do I run through all of them at once? And that, you know, I live for that. But how are you, you focusing know? your your attention? Yeah, well, it's 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 exciting because there are, as usual, a couple of higher profile movies at South by that I think will benefit from that specific environment. The most prominent one is the opening night film from the Daniels brothers who did Swiss army man, everything everywhere all at once. This is an A24 produced title starting, starring, uh, Michelle Yeoh as, uh, this woman this sort of godlike woman who exists across multiple dimensions. Early buzz is really, really strong on this movie, but South by is really good for certain kinds of stranger gambles in the market, like baby driver, which, which launched there ready player one. And so you go, so I'm going to be looking for those kinds of movies and, and how the crowd reacts to them in tandem with some really, really, really small stuff. So the lower profile first time filmmakers and narrative competition, this is where, you know, Lena Dunham or short term 12, these kinds of films materialize. And then I'm just going to go to panels and events and hear what people are talking about. Is anybody financing a movie with NFTs and crypto or, you know, doing some other kind of crazy thing I haven't thought about yet? Because that's what's fun about the of, tech overlapping. Yeah, it's an incubation element that, that goes on. And, and so, you know, it's just like really condensed, but it's so fun. And the Texas vibe is so great. So, you know, look, if anybody's around there and you see my name on a badge and you want to remind me to stop inter interrupting in on the podcast or whatever. I'm the one who interrupts you, man. Well, you know, we get both sides. <laughs> of it. No, but it's fun because we do. I like that we speak to that world and it's really great to be on the scene and, and meet new people. And I feel like that's what we've missed more than anything with fewer of these events is that South by did a pretty good job of going virtual last year, but it's just not the same thing as being in these environments. So I'll have a lot to report for you next week. I'm sure you'll have a lot to report in terms of what you're up to as well. One thing you're reminding me of is that one of the things I picked up on as I was doing the rounds at um, the Spirits is that is that there's actually a lot of excitement because there's a lot of projects in the works. Mm -hmm. You know, our buddies, the the guys from The Climb, you know, yeah, Kyle Martin, Martin is doing this Tom Brady movie, you know, Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And, and Covino wow. has a bunch of things going on. And and the guy who did uh, Jockey has, a, has a, a new movie that he's working on and trying to cast. And and just there's just a lot of energy in the space. There's a lot of demand for stuff. And I, I'm curious to hear what you learn uh, in that way out of South By. I will not let you down with my intel, Anne. I promise you I that. I know you so won't. I, I love your new column. Is everyone reading Eric's column? It comes out every Saturday. 
It does, and, and it needs. You're a looking name. for a name. We should yeah. get everybody to send us in some ideas. Do you have ideas. any ideas? Yeah, I, don't, I can't promise any fancy rewards, but maybe a shout out or something like that. So TBD. All right, okay. Anne. Bye. Talk bye. to you soon. Have a great time. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.